morning has turned to afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. But the grind carries on. Not just the grind physically, but the grind mentally. The Midday Grind, featuring a couple of TV jockeys who've also been through the radio wars. <laughs> serious? Martin Kilcoin. I was a little lit, so I was saying whatever I wanted. And Charlie Marlowe. Our top story tonight, John Jay will be back tomorrow. Here's him getting a hit in 2012. It's the Midday Grind on 590 The Fan and 590thefan.com. Welcome into the Midday Grind. Coming at hour, coming at hour, Midday Grind, Five Night of the Fan, coming at hour, dubbed that, I believe, by Chuck Marlowe, who's on assignment, and we're going to hop on. With Charles right now because he's secrecy. got no. This you don't know what it is. Well, I know what he's it is, but Tarasenko. the texts this morning were very kind of shrouded in mystery. He was never specific about what the story was in text messages. Well, Charles, why don't you tell the listening audience what you are up to? Now we've oversold it. <laughs> oh no, not at all. Good afternoon, everybody. That sounded like part of our uh, open right there, right? No, I can't tell you exactly because I'm not sure about the surprise aspect, but I'm at a Oh, I thought I already said I might have church. already said it. Oh shoot. Well no. Okay. Well don't I say don't fine. say where you don't a, say where you are. That's what I'm saying. I'm at a church slash school in town and country and in about twenty five minutes Vladimir Tarasenko and his wife Yana are gonna come surprise a bunch of special needs kids, Aww. give them autographs, spend time with them and have a hell of a time so it should be fun. And uh, tune into Fox 2. We'll have the story. I'm guessing it's going to air tonight, 9, 10, or 11. I can uh, be more specific, but it'll air tonight. Oh, that's great. Love Tarasenko. He's been red hot. Maybe uh, you could ask him while you're there to wish everyone Happy Easter. Maybe St. Patty's Day. We knock some of those out ahead happy of time. Happy Mardi Gras. Happy Mardi Gras. Happy he's... Easter, everybody. <laughs> Thank you for support. Happy Halloween, everyone. I love, love the tank. Love the tank. Uh, well, good for him. That's a great gesture, and it's a lot more fun for these guys to be out in public and doing charitable efforts when the team's playing well. You did say on Friday we were at the Schnooks over there near Tessa on Ferry. Did you go four points or three points? I was the wet blanket this weekend. Three. You said three points for the weekend. The Blues picked up three. Boston two-pointer, and then one in Minnesota last night, so you are now officially a hockey guy, and your question of the day, is he in San Antonio, is he in St. Louis? Did we not talk about that on Friday? That's our new question for Sammy Bleh. 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 And there he was. Where was he Saturday, Chuck? Sammy Bleh was definitely at Enterprise Center Saturday. And how about that goal? What do we call that, a tough angle, going top shelf? And look, I know we joke about hockey guy. I've always been a baseball guy. I'm not Mr. Hockey, but I do enjoy hockey. And how can you not love blues hockey right now? It's appointment television. I had somewhere to go Saturday night for a trivia night for another great cause, Missouri Boys State. But I could not leave until I was watching that shootout. And you're just glued to your television. And here we have 20 games to go, but right now the blues are the hottest thing in town. I know a lot of people have criticized. Or I think Bernie Federico's on record. He hates the three-on-three for the overtime because it's you know not a representation of what you just did for 60 minutes. 
And I understand that critique. Maybe you could change that again. But the shootouts are – there's not a person in the world, even if you don't really like hockey, and you're watching the shootout and you explain it to them what's going on, you're not going to change the channel. Riveting television. This team has now played three out of their last four, have gone to overtime. So it's not just that they're winning, although you could now point out they've lost two of their last three, technically, if you want to be a wet blanket. <laughs> but for the most part, when you're tuning in now – it's not just winning hockey. It's been done in exciting fashion. Last night's game, just being in overtime, it was a more thrilling game. And Jake Allen had some huge saves late in that game to make it interesting. Of course, he gave up the goal. There was a great debate earlier via the text line. People saying that was a bad goal. You got to have it. It just seemed very Jake-esque. The poor guy had done a lot of good things. And then at the end, he still ends up being the focus, whether that's right or wrong. I get that, but still, we're talking about one goal through regulation. Remember how he's playing early in the season. Right now, he's absolutely helping. He is a factor. Bennington is, is carrying the water, but Jake is right there, and you're going to need him. We talked about this a month or so back, that the Blues have a certain amount of back-to-backs. I don't know how many is left. I'm guessing five or so. Jake's going to get at least five of those games, if not more, and uh, he's helping the cause, though. They get a point. They've played a million games here. they played a ton of games, a ton of overtime games, shootout games. So, look, right now the Blues are so fun to watch. If you're watching that game Saturday, pins and needles. Didn't you think when David Backus had his shot at the shootout, you're like the former Blues captain. He's going to end it. Every time it was on the line with Bennington making a save, you extend it to another shootout. It's just so much fun to watch the Blues right now, and it is such a turnaround because – Look, all of us, including 622 Blue, Andy Trickland, was tweeting out about draft picks. So two months ago, nobody saw this coming. We're talking about one of the worst teams in the NHL. It's so awesome to see, especially with the fact that there was a lot of positive buzz about the Blues in the offseason. We all liked these moves that Doug Armstrong made, and then now they're finally coming to fruition, and they're being very productive. I like to think of this show as the home of the terrible analogy, and we do it often. Yeah. It ends up being really dark and negative. Oh, this is like the nine one one, or like no, don't say that. The nine eleven. Like the rain of Bobbitt, Okay. Yeah, this is this is <laughs> a much better analogy. I'm, I'm working on it. Jordan Bennington now is a little bit like Miles Michaelis last year. In that, I think, boy, a lot of success, a lot of success. And you, you keep saying to yourself, I think it's real. I think, yeah, I think this is, hey, this guy's pretty good. Do you think we're in that discussion right now? Is that a good analogy? That's definitely not a bad analogy. Thank you. I'll take that? that. I'll take that. I think Miles Michaelis, he was really good in Japan for three years. And then he put up a full season, not to get off topic, but. I feel like Miles Michaelis is very underrated, even what he did last year. I don't think Cardinals fans realize how good he was. 200 innings, 18 wins. He finished sixth in the Cy Young Award voting. He was their ace. He's going to be their opening day starter. And I just think because he's not 99 on the gun, he doesn't strike a million guys out. He's very efficient. He's a workhorse. And he's the guy that you look in the sixth, seventh inning, and he's at 87 pitches. I think he's even underrated. I think with Bennington, I've said this a lot, with goalies, goalies are weird and streaky. I hope Jordan Bennington is a great goalie for the next five years for the Blues. I think we have to see it over the course of a whole season, but obviously 
it's great to be optimistic. 14-2-1, and one, Bennington's record as an NHL starting goalie. Chuck Marlowe on location with two Fox covering Vladimir Tarasenko and his wife, Yana, surprising those kids at the uh, the Christian school with the kids with special needs. Quick hits for you. We'll let you go. Last time you gambled, what was it on? Hmm. Okay, so do you count squares for Super Bowl as gambling? No. It's so like this weekend you weren't betting on the AAF Alliance League or anything? or No? Wow. Well, here's the deal. I love betting football. My last bet. I really liked this bet, and if it wasn't for the NFL being crooked and cheating, wow. I think I would have won it, which was I made that futures bet on the New Orleans Saints to win the Super Bowl, and of course that bad call screwed me over because the Rams and Stan Kroenke are all in it together. I love betting football. I will get back into it for March Madness. March Madness is so much fun to gamble, so I'll get it going here in another couple of weeks. All right. He did win $1,600 in squares, and Hoff, I recall, being promised a free lunch. Boy, I do have a recollection the, of that, this too. This is the three-week anniversary wow. of said promise. All right, last question, and this is our text topic as well in the noon hour today, 855-282-8255. The Cardinal player that you are most concerned about at this point. Oh, man, most concerned about. I think Repeat right the question. That always helps. Or say something like, that's a good question. So that's a good question. Concerned about. Doesn't it have to be Carlos Martinez? Yeah. Isn't that kind of an easy one? It's probably Carlos Martinez. And there was a report, Hoff, it was what, Peter Gammons, I guess. Frank was quoting this earlier that Peter Gammons had said, going to be out until July. And then Mike Gersh said, hey, he's a great reporter. Not sure where he got that. But apparently there's some stuff coming out now with real concern about Carlos. So you know what, Chuck? That's probably, in fact, the correct answer. But we'll leave it up to the listeners as well. You have a great story. Great shoot. All right. You guys have a great show. I'll be listening and learning. Thanks, buddy. That's Ooh, Chuck Marlowe. That's listening, a good line. Listening and learning. That's a John Mulzalek line. I think he said that before a TMA interview. Did he? He was brought on and he said just listening and learning. <laughs> think he meant it? No. Probably not. <laughs> Coming up at 1 o'clock, the doors open at Fast Eddie's in Alton. You know all about the Bonaire, the world-famous menu. Great food at low prices. That's why you're able to load up there, get the peel-and-eat shrimp, half-pound fat Eddie burger, the homemade bratwurst, all the food outstanding. You put your order in, sit down, have a cold beer, and then they call out your number, and next thing you know, you're back in line ordering again. It's always fun hanging out at Fast Eddie's. If you haven't been there in a while, head on back. Grab a group from the office, head over for lunch, maybe happy hour. Seven days a week, the doors are open. There's always live music going on. And what I recommend, too, after you have your food, just go for a little tour. There's so much memorabilia in there. I didn't realize there was a motorcycle just sitting in the back. I mean, it's it's on display. It's not just somebody. You can just turn it on and ride it around the restaurant <laughs> a little bit. Somebody didn't just park there. <laughs> it's actually on display, but it adds to that Route 66, that roadhouse feel, tons of just I guess it would be Route 66-type memorabilia, some sports memorabilia. It's a lot of fun just touring the place. Seven days a week, open. Alton, Illinois, you know how to get there. Clark Bridge, turn right. You can't miss it. Fourth and Broadway, they bought that street. So that's how they were able to – they bought the street. That's how they expanded. If you haven't been in a while, get yourself back to Fast Eddie's in Alton, Illinois. And I that, do have the uh, Peter Gammons. Okay, good. Uh tidbit is he still mlb network a little bit a little bit uh also writes for the athletic which i do not subscribe to so i need to i I need to text around and get tidbits from um the rotation can be playoff level miles michaelis has to repeat and stay healthy carlos martinez may have an issue he had three stints on the dl last season to make the 18 starts 
has been shut down this week to build the strength in his shoulder, and when he'll be ready for the rotation is in question, although they think he'll be fine by June. They think he'll be fine by, by June. June. And now is, what, February? That's that a long way off. all of March, all of April. And for somebody that's not having a procedure that we know of, that's a long time to and be out. for a division that looks to be very competitive in a postseason race that looks to be very competitive. And I guess Carlos is the obvious answer. Like, nobody's worried about Yachty or Molina, right? Nah. He just always I, plays. I think he could be worried about the position because he don't have a backup that right. he trust. But he's coming off a knee cleanup, we call it. Not an injury, just a cleanup. But Ozuna, I think, is sort of rising in the charts. I guess the fact you could go to Tyler O'Neill, you could play some Jose Martinez, that you have some options there. But I think a lot of 2019, when you made out your lineup, and we talked about it, was that Ozuna was going to be robust, maybe back to his 2017 standards when he was an MVP candidate, because, oh, he's going to be healthy now. And Mike Gersh and others are kind of saying, well, he's just kind of working on his throwing right yeah, now. What does that mean? It doesn't sound real encouraging. He's playing catch a lot. Yeah, he's he was in the Dominican, and Mo had to bop down there. Just in to, January. Just to check on Waited him. Waited until after the winter warm-up to check on him. I think the first salvo that was fired back in October, November was, hey, guys are going to have to do their work. We can't. We can lead them to water. We can't have them drink. Can't make them drink. That was sort of this Ozuna either gets the work done or he doesn't. We all took on this idea. Well, he's going to be a free agent, so he's going to be highly motivated. And then the warm-up rolls around, and they say, well, we haven't really heard from or seen him. It's less than ideal that he's not in Jupiter. There's been a lot of, like, negative vibe coming from the team saying, hey, we're trying, we're trying. So I think Ozuna is on that list. I guess Paul DeYoung could be a concern just because there's no backup. But for the most part, if I told you, hey, Waka is going to struggle, you'd say, well, we have some options. If I told you Wainwright's going to struggle, you'd say, well, we've got some options. And Carlos Martinez, you have some options, but you don't want to lose a piece like that. However they see that piece, whether it's in the bullpen or starting. I think it is Ozuna in part because some of their justification for only getting one new hitter and Goldschmidt was, hey, we expect Ozuna to be healthy and ready to go. So it's kind of like we're getting a second new hitter that we didn't have last year. So now we have that one-two punch somewhere in our lineup of two guys who can really drive the ball. And now if, if Ozuna is compromised, suddenly the offense isn't that scary looking. And that's what I'm saying. Now, you want Carlos in your rotation or in your bullpen. You want that arm. You want that talent. But I think if Ozuna is not ready... That might be more damaging day one than Carlos not being ready. That that's that's sort of my point here is who are you more worried about? And the the warning signs seem to be there with Ozuna that could very well and when they say start the season on the deal, that's again, that's another five weeks from now. How can you already be that's a bad sign if yes. you don't think in five weeks and I don't think Dave officially said that. But I'd put him on the list. You can text in eight five five two eight two eighty two 55 is the text line and the uh, backup topic. Oh, we have backup topic Backup now. topic. Okay, in case because the first one back- flames out. No, we didn't have a backup short, so we got a backup topic. Do I really look like Doug Vaughn? No. Like, in all honesty, like, we're both a couple of, you know, dopey white guys. I get it. We're on TV, been around for a while. I've had this for years. Doug hears it a little bit. I'm sure he's highly offended, but people say, hey, Who's more up? offended? I like playing who's, this game. Who's, who's more, more offended, you or Doug? Well, we did that with Schilt and Gould, and we decided <laughs> not to answer. And then we went Paul George, Dexter Fowler, which I think was really good. 
But Doug's probably offended. I could be offended. He's a little older than I am. But I'm leaving this event at CBC on Saturday night. And I mentioned earlier, a great event. Uh, Josh Seidel, Trivia Night. They've turned it into a uh, foundation, able to give money to kids and doing great work. You use it as an opportunity to tell dirty jokes. Oh, yeah. It was a very loose, laid-back crowd. They said, have as much fun. I'm like, all right. (laughs) And it was a lot of fun because some Trivia Nights, they make it so hard that it's just, you know, you didn't want to, like, take a Mensa exam. You just want to go have a few beers and do some trivia. They had one category that was called Trump or Kanye. Oh, and it would be that's a tweet, good. and it's amazing how you really couldn't tell. We're close. Trump or Kanye was the theme, but as Doug I'm, or Martin. That was another category. They just showed a photo, and you had to guess if it was Doug or Martin. <laughs> but as I'm leaving the event, the guy said, "Hey, I know you work at Fox too, but do you also work at Channel 4? <laughs> and this is the one time I thought, okay, now the confusion. Either you think I'm Doug. Or you think I'm Martin. This is the first time that somebody actually brought up that maybe I'm the same person. Do you also work? Yes. I also work at Channel 4 and Channel 2. Can you imagine that if, like, Frank did sports at 5 o'clock on Channel 5, then he did the sports at 10 o'clock on Fox 2? I do feel that TV stations in this market are pretty loose, allowing people to go. Like, I'm not sure if other markets would be okay with you and Frank having a show together on the radio when you work for competing television networks because you're open about what you're doing what you're working on well, i we have some secrets i but... don't see them being okay with no okay frank you gotta work on this i'm doing it for channel four sorry i can't do it for you guys too yeah he goes and shoots a piece <laughs> hey frank is this running on channel five today or is this running on fox two so the guy actually said are you also i know you're on fox two are you also on channel four I'm like, no and you said channel four doesn't do sports yeah i said they, they're not even around anymore they're going under didn't you hear <laughs> So that's the backup topic. What's does, Channel 4? The backup topic. Does Martin actually look like Doug? And your cardinal concerns. Our XFL announcement of the day is going to be in Seattle, where they named their head coach. We got all excited. They're getting an XFL team? Seattle is? Yeah, you think XFL, you think Seattle. Okay. Bob the Stoops. NFL has a pretty good stronghold there. Well, all of these cities are NFL. Washington is a big NFL yeah, town. Yeah, I guess so. Dallas is a big NFL. So yeah. they went into all these great traditional NFL markets like Seattle, and then they said, we need to be in St. Louis as well. But our oh, guy Marshawn Pat- Lynch should be their coach. Oh, that would be great. And my theory for the XFL, and I know they want to be taken <clears throat> seriously, but I think you're going to make your name with the coach. Bob Stoops in Dallas, that makes sense. Because the players are going to be pretty anonymous. I think that's safe to say. What's Mike Holmgren doing these days? Yeah. Doing a lot of radio, Westwood One. He's always like the third guy in the booth. You're like, Kevin Harlan and Kurt Warner and Coach Holmgren's here too. <laughs> Would he want to do it? I don't know. But I think what we noticed with the Pep Hamilton hire and then what we're hearing, not official, but the St. Louis XFL hire might be a guy named John Hayes. That is not Isaac Bruce. Who was the... <laughs> that is not Isaac Bruce. That's new topic. That is not Isaac Bruce. <laughs> that's a, that's that Trump, should be a segment. Trump or Kanye? And no, we can do it. That we, is no, not. We can also Isaac Bruce. we can do it every week. Uh, you know, every Monday after the XFL game, we come on and be like, so earlier this weekend, the XFL St. Louis XFL team played, and their head coach, not Isaac. That's Bruce. it. Oh, wow. That's my not first Isaac hot Bruce. take. How about that? Because like, because every week we get a new update. Is the XFL head coach? Is it Isaac Bruce this week? No. All no. Right. This cool. is this is great. I've already solidified my hot take with the XFL because you know, like with the Cardinals when they hired their new manager, usually the arguing points was um, you heard Mike Matheny, but 
fans and some media members wanted them to go after Terry Francona. So things, you know, maybe if Mike did something during a game he didn't like or during a series he didn't like, you'd think, oh, you know, Francona wouldn't have done that. My hot take during the XFL when it finally comes is Isaac Bruce would have coached a better game. They'd be undefeated if they had Isaac Bruce. And there we go. I'm set. Or they went 40 to nothing. Like, Isaac would have scored 50. Yes. That was not Isaac Bruce. Perfect. John Hayes was with the Bengals with the Marvin Lewis staff. Been there in Cincinnati since 2003. So I don't know. This is oh not God. This is not <laughs> official. A longtime NFL coach. But I think if I'm the XFL, if I'm Oliver Luck, the idea was to make a splash. That probably, I'm just going to go out on a limb, but that probably won't do it. Is he going to coach like Marvin did? Like just like go to McDonald's and be late for all the meetings? <laughs> and te- I wonder if, and I don't know what's officially true or not, but maybe at some point, Jim has it when he's retired because Jim will tell you just about anything when he's on a staff of a current NFL team. I can only imagine when he's officially retired, what he is willing and or able to say. And I need to ask him about that because that was the stuff we heard out of Cincinnati. And it wasn't from Jim, but we had always heard that Marvin Lewis would tell his assistants, go ahead and start without me. Like running an errand. Which is 100% how I would coach an NFL team. I do respect that. I would totally do it. Guys, how, just watch the film. I'm going to gonna run and get some coffee real quick. It's kind of how we run sports radio. <laughs> like just start without me. Marvin Lewis would tell his assistant, all right, go ahead and get things started without me. I'm like, never in the history of an NFL head coach have you pictured the front of the room like, all right, guys, we've got a meeting. Where's coach? Well, he's... That's some dry cleaning. I'll catch up. My iPhone cord is all frayed to hell. I got to get a new one to charge my phone. No, you know I'll, I'll catch up are, in a little bit. You know how slow they are at the cell phone store. I'm still over here. <laughs> I hope it's true because it's, it is. It's what we would do. <laughs> and then as a Bengals fan that paid thousands of dollars for tickets and merchandise, you should sue and say, <laughs> I cared. I cared more than he cared. Gosh, I hope Hazlitt's done coaching because then we can find out. If that was, in fact, true. Great sponsor of this show is Offenberg Hyundai. They were the original Hyundai dealer in this area. It's back in 1989. So we're talking about the 30-year anniversary of bringing the Hyundai brand to this area. They're located in O'Fallon, Illinois, from downtown St. Louis. Really, it is a short ride to a great deal. That's more than just a slogan. It's the truth. You're going to get a great deal with Offenberg. You're going to get great service with Offenberg. And when it's a Hyundai, you're getting a great vehicle. They made their name early on on gas mileage you could check out that sonata hybrid you get over 40 miles per gallon great looking cars great value that's what hyundai is all about offenberg is where you can begin the search or stop by take a ride to o'fallon highway 64 get off at the green mountain road exit great service team there great showroom stop by and see the vehicles and again start that search online at offenberg and hoff a little housekeeping uh tomorrow we're going to be back in Soulard. We were there last week, and tomorrow we're going to be at the Great Grizzly Bear. The last time I was there, it's been a long time. I walked in, and Jackie Smith was playing the harmonica up on the stage. Oh, that's cool. Maybe we should have Jackie come back down. Play the harmonica. Reenact. Yeah, we're going to be there, and it's all part of the countdown to Mardi Gras. The Bud Light Party Town is the only official party town of Mardi Gras and the best place to experience the world-famous Grand Parade in Soulard. Premier uh, Parade Party, your all-inclusive pass, includes nine hours of beats, beads, and booze, and two heated tents. Just one block from the parade, and with unlimited re-entry all day long, everyone can enjoy the ultimate experience, including a lunch buffet from Joni's, and probably the most important aspect, access to private restrooms. 
Get your all-inclusive passes to the official Mardi Gras party time before they sell out at stlmardigras.org. All right, we'll come back, talk some hockey. Andy Strickland checking in. It's the uh, trade deadline in the NHL. Will the Blues be making a move? We'll talk to Strick next on 590 The Fan. Finally had to get the judge to give him 90 days and didn't he ramble? Ramble. 